going to throw it. And he's got the touchdown! Here's Brady's pass. It's Gronkowski! Welcome to the Tabor Gridiron Podcast. Week 7 is over. We get to look forward to week 8. It's going to be a lot of fun. But this week, we got some stuff to talk about, Isaac. It's... It was a crazy week, as always. It was, It's a yeah. lot of fun, though. Upsets. Some upsets. And, the Bears and, finally were good, so. You know what? We have to talk about the Bears just because they were on national television. And, and they got a pretty solid didn't win. didn't really see that coming. So we will break that down a little bit as well. Don't forget to like us, follow us wherever you get your podcast, share us. It's the best way for us to kind of get out there. So share with your friends. You can comment on the Podbean app and send us an email anytime, Tabor Gridiron at gmail.com. Isaac, I want to start this episode, though, bringing in somebody. And, well, sometimes you got to get a little insider information, right? And Mm -hmm. break down the game a little bit. You know, it's just you and I talking, but we just go out in the backyard and throw a football around. So I was like, all right, wouldn't it be super cool to get somebody playing the game? So I was able to drag kicking and screaming. No, I'm kidding. We get to have Brett Bushka on, okay? Brett plays for the Butler Bulldogs, Butler University in Indianapolis, and he is a quarterback. Star quarterback. So not only do we get to talk to a player, we get to talk to a quarterback and kind of hopefully get a little bit of some plays broken down, a little bit of the mindset of what goes on with a quarterback. So I'm super excited. My nephew, your cousin. Yes. Brett Bushka. Brett, thanks so much for being here on the Tabor Gridiron yeah, Podcast. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. I'm uh, really excited. I, I like the setup. You guys got a good chemistry, I can already tell. So um, I'm excited to get on here. Sweet. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. having you. It's going to be awesome. Isaac has some stuff that he kind of wants to to break down with you and, and kind of ask you. But I wanted to start really quick, Brett, is it was kind of I was seeing it on social media. I started looking a little bit into it and not to put you on the spot. You know, with that, but it is kind of cool. You are on the Walter Payton Award watch list. I- I'm assuming you know that. And what is what is that like? What does that feel like to you? Like to be on that, to be put on that list, to know that you have the potential to kind of win that award, which is an award for the most outstanding offensive player in FCS football. Yeah. So um, that came out last week, and you know, hearing all that. Um, at first it was just like, really like my name in the same sentence as Walter Payton. And obviously like we're Bears fans and people out here know that I'm a Bears fan. So that was just like, kind of just like crazy. Um, but then I also got to take a step back. My, my, uh, head coach is really good about us not getting caught up in everything and social media and stuff, because like he said last week, after we're getting some of this recognition, recognition, he was saying like, you know, nobody was talking about us, you know, two months ago. So now that we're winning some ball games and stuff like that, now people are starting to talk about us. So we still have to remind ourselves to, you know, go out, prepare every single day, just looking at this next game. So when, it's, when I take that kind of perspective, you know, it's cool and everything like that. Uh, nothing is won yet. So, but I guess it's cool that um, people are, you know, taking a look out for us. And I think it's really more of like a, a team recognition type of thing you know there's receivers got to catch the ball and 
linemen got to be holding guys for a long time and running backs got to be running the ball for me to um, make some plays and stuff like that. So I think it's a real big like team accomplishment, you know, and something that I, it's not only just me, even though it's my name, but, you know, I'm playing with 10 people, you know, every snap and a lot goes into one play. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. first of all, obviously you got a great coach because I agree with him 100% and keeping that mindset and and that and that's awesome. It, it is it is a cool I think to even just have your name on that list of yeah, not to puff yourself up, not to to get all inside your head, but just to then go like, you know what? You're playing hard and you're being recognized for that and there's the potential to hopefully win an award. And you look, you know, through the list of the years people have, you know, done it lots of different people. But when I was just kind of scrolling through the list, you know, seeing people like Adrian Peterson, Tony Romo, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, Cooper Cup, Trey Lance that have won the award, it's just pretty cool that you're even on the list to have the opportunity to be able to win that. And even if you don't, it's obviously you're playing at a level that you're being recognized at, and that's really just cool to us. Uh, We're proud of you just to see you being working hard, you know, since you've been a little kid playing hard and working hard and having that work ethic and kind of having that mindset of just, yeah, we got to, it's the guy next to me and making them better and working hard so that I can get better and keep growing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, it's, you know, being a college athlete, kind of like you, you really do got to commit into being, you know, the best you could be. We're here all summer um, working on at 6 a.m. every day and in the winter at, 6 a.m. you're working out while everyone else is sleeping in and you know it's negative degrees sometimes when you gotta wake up right. and you gotta mm-hmm. go and, and you gotta go work out so that that stuff and knowing that that stuff pays off because no one gets to see that everyone sees what happens for 11 Saturdays for us so besides that and seeing all the work that nobody else sees pay off on those times that the cameras are on I think that's a, that's a cool feeling for sure yeah that is a cool feeling and just knowing that all the work you put in is paying off. And even though people don't see it, sometimes it's even more impressive when you when other people aren't seeing the stuff and they're just seeing the results. And yeah, and it's really cool to see like just the whole team aspect of it and team building. But the, you obviously you play quarterback, and that's a really stressful um, position to play. What's the most stressful thing you would say about playing quarterback? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. I would say... Um, I, you know, everyone can like, I think this would be a little different for everybody, but you know, people like to pick out like big moments in certain games. I think it's the consistency of it Uh, when, um, as soon as you break the huddle and depending on how long the play call is, you have 20 seconds, sometimes even a little less to somehow, some way understand what the defense is going to do before you snap the ball. Of course, you have to be knowing what all your guys are doing. And now you have to be knowing that, yeah, I think this guy is doing this. And what is my answer for that? So being consistent and being locked in on every single play, I think that is the most stressful thing because it's very easy just to take a play off. You know, maybe it's a run play and I'm not reading anything. I just got to make sure I do my footwork correctly. And besides that, you know, I don't have to think. But, you know, in order to be successful in play action passes or plays later down in the road that you might be in the same formation in that run play. So now I'm trying to gather some information on that play and staying locked in, like I said. 
Yeah, that's that's really cool. And actually, that's a great question, Isaac, because I wanted to talk to you, Brett, about that, of just breaking down some of those plays, you know, reading the defenses. Mm-hmm. And I like how that all kind of just ties together of, yeah, you can look at it. You know, we're just sitting there watching it and not really in the moment of seeing how that could be stressful, you know, having to read all that. And obviously, the more that you do it and the, the better that you get and the longer that you're playing and, and reading those defenses and making those plays, the more comfortable I'm sure that you do get. So you get a call from the coach. Is it one play for you and you have to go in and execute that and then kind of see what the defense is doing? Or do you get two, three different plays from the coach and or offensive coordinator and you're going up to the line, you're reading a defense, and then you're making those changes or that call? Break that down for me. For you with the Bulldogs, how does what does that look like? So it would really depend on our plays. And now, now with this new coaching staff, we use a wristband. And on a wristband, we get 66 calls, on 66 for each hash. Or no, no, I'm sorry, 66 for the last 66 for the right. So really, it's only 66 total plays. But when I my last coaching staff, it was signals, everything. You signal the formation, motions. Okay plays and everything so in that sense you could have a hundred plays going into a game plan but now you only have 66 that fit on a wristband so it has been more checks it's been more kills and sometimes we had a, a few weeks ago we had a play that had three calls on it it was really just two for the rest of us but the quarterback had another third one for to make a different kill. All, it's all depending on what the defense is either lining up in uh, front-wise of what the front is or what their shell, what their coverage is going to look like. And it's basically feel. Um, but so there are a lot more kills, I'd say, with this, like I said, because of the limited uh, plays in the game plan. Yeah. So are you making those those decisions at the line of scrimmage once you see what's going on? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, as soon as you snap the, or you break the huddle, you're looking and depending on if it's a coverage kill or if it's going to be a kill versus backers, um, to a different side, or, um, sometimes we now like everyone likes to talk about RPOs. If you know, you're familiar with those and Mm -hmm. it's now it's, it's, it's a read during the play. We have a lot of those. We have, we have a post-snap RPO, or I'm sorry, we have a pre-snap RPO on almost every single run. If um, a defense is going to give us this type of throw that is going to be a guaranteed four yards, we're going to take that every time. And then after that snap, we're reading usually if it we're using just we're reading usually just one guy. Now, if he wants to come make the tackle, boom, we'll we'll flick it out there. Or if he wants to stay out in the pass game, then we'll run it and uh, make him tackle it so you're making those split those rpos the run pass options for those of you that don't know you're you're making those decisions split second once you hike that ball so you're you're checking out your your one defender you're hiking that ball and you're got i mean seconds really to decide am i handing this off am i running or am i throwing it correct yes that is correct but i know like you said earlier it all is all about repetition and i would say like film study a lot of times I would say probably 50 to 50% of the time that I'm making like those type of reads, I have an idea of what's going to happen before just based on how they're aligned or where they're looking that that's a big tell is what are, what are, what are your eyes doing? 
you know so uh it's it's i guess like with the repetition preparation it's not as difficult sometimes so it becomes starts to become second nature just by what you're doing and, and the position that you're playing and you can kind of see that even with some nfl quarterbacks you know the ones that are are really good it, where some of those things just come naturally and either they're making great decisions and I mean, obviously, you're, you're great, you know, Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. They make it look so easy, you know, that I'm sure it's just they've seen so many things and they've seen so many different plays. So really quick, then again, break down. You're, you're in the huddle. You make your play. You, know, you call your play. Are, are you telling, you know, your whole offensive line, your receivers, are you like, OK, hey, this is our play and there's two different options for this? Are you giving them two plays going, OK, we're you know, this is the goal. But if I say kill, we're going into this. And then you get to the line of scrimmage, you see defense, oh, we're coming with the blitz, they're doing this, and you're like, kill, kill. Like, how do they know we're going to plan B? Like, so break that down for me. You're you're in the huddle, you have to call a play, then you get to the line of scrimmage. How is the rest of your team, you know, we we just see by watching, you know, quarterback makes his cue or says kill or whatever his code is, and then obviously the play is executed. But kind of take me behind that scenes from you calling the play in the huddle going out to the line you're seeing a different formation a blitz coming you got to kill a play how do they know we're going into the next play or plan b yeah so uh like you said we will call full play calls in it and there would be a kill or there would be a check or or we we like also like to differentiate what we're killing it off of by using a different word so if it's if it's um pressure to the play if they're bringing a pressure to the play then we're going to use alert so we'd have the first play call alert the second play call and then if it's um if it is a uh, a front situation or if it's a linebacker situation if they're lined up in different uh directions then we would use check instead of alert in we use check in between the two plays and if it has something to do with coverage if we want this play in you know, cover three and we want this play in cover two, then we would have shell is in between those two words. So whatever is said um, in the, in the huddle, we break the huddle, whatever. And no matter what the word was used in the huddle, I say kill at the line. As soon as we need to get to that second play, I hold my hands out in case people don't hear it. Um, Now they disregard their first, the responsibilities for the first play uh, they get to their second play responsibilities and now they know from what that word was used in the middle they know what to expect they know if oh if it was alert that means that there's a blitz coming from this side and now if he kills it now we already now we know what the defense is running same thing if we use shell he kills it he goes oh now the receivers that don't um know coverages that well or don't can't see coverages that well if I kill a play, well, they know that if I kill it into this coverage, we know that that's what we're going to get. So that is kind of like they know and they know what to expect. If it's just a run play, if we're killing it to run play, we kill it. Then our center would re-ID of who's going where. Um, and then we just snap it, make sure you know you don't get penalty. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And thanks for that. Thanks for breaking that down. That's mm-hmm. That's super cool. Okay, so now ball's hiked. You got your, you know, it's a pass play. You got, you know, your your three different options. 
How are, how are you as the quarterback, you know, are you, obviously you're not staring your guy down and you know, whatnot, it's all with the eyes and trying to, you know, deceive the defenses and doing your thing. Say, okay, you're not going to run, you're in the pocket or you're, you've been rolling out, you're going to throw it. How is it going through your progressions? Like, is, is that difficult? Or again, is that something that just kind of comes second nature? You're just, you're boom, you're glancing at your first guy. Yeah, that was my kind of top priority guy, but he's totally covered. Are you just boom, quickly scanning the field to option two or three? And then making your decision, or is it is it a kind of stressful moment of just okay, this is the play. It's supposed to go to this guy. You look up, he's completely covered, and now I got to improvise. Or is it just you're in that moment and reads two and three maybe don't work, and now you guys are just improvising. You know, you see, so got your you uh, you know your receiver cutting back or coming back to you and just doing it. So when you see those kind of plays, when we see them, is that kind of fun like oh everybody's just kind of improvising making something happen quarterback just escaped you know getting a sack and he's running around he's gonna make a play are they stressful moments or are those again just kind of second nature i'm going through my progressions seeing who's open and then i gotta make a play so yeah good question i would i would start with um beginning of like when the snap is um when the ball snapped you know if your first uh, for me it's usually one to two maybe even on my third step, uh, depending on if it's quick game concept or a, a true dropback concept, I'm, I'm looking at defenders first because, like I said before, I'm trying to understand what they're going to run before it's snapped, but yeah. you're never 100% correct. So my first step or two, you're looking at defenders to see what they're going to do. And usually the biggest tell is a safety. Uh, safety will um, Safety has the most ground to cover. So as soon as the ball is snapped, they got to get to their zone and through study and repetition, you will understand like wherever they're going. Now, you know, it's covered three or it's covered two. So now in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, what's if, if a safety is on the boundary hash and he rolls high to the middle of the field, I know it's cover three. And now I'm thinking, what's my cover three beater on this play in this concept. So the biggest thing for me, when, uh, when talking about stressful situations, it was stressful. Like, in high school when I wasn't that you like you just you're just too young haven't played en- enough to you're just looking at receivers and you know you say that's the read and everything but once you get into college you definitely have to you're not looking at receivers until like you're almost done with the football you know where they're gonna go and you're not certain that the, you know where the defenders are going so first it's looking at those guys and then to the second part of your question the improvising thing yeah, I mean, I I just like to have fun with it. Uh, I've I've always kind of been like the more like elusive quarterback, so so I feel like I have some confidence when if a play. Sometimes you know the defense gets you. Sometimes there's yeah. it's a good coverage into this play. So um, it's usually either you know maybe they bring a nice blitz and somebody gets through and then gotta go. But sometimes it's it's a good coverage and now it's like the eternal clock in my head. Is we're like, all right, we got to go. You know, we got to get out of the pocket. You don't know who's behind you now. So in that time, this is kind of fun. Um, my head coach or my QB coach here always say, like, um, if it's not there, don't do anything stupid. Just throw the ball out of bounds, and we'll live to play the next uh, down. So I tend to be on a little more aggressive side, but with some bad things, you know, so yeah. – uh, they like, I don't know. They, they kind of like get a little more lenient with me now that I've made a couple of those plays, but I still got to be smart on 
that if not forcing anything, if there's somebody open, yeah, you know, make the throw on the run, but if not, just play the next down or run, take off and run. Yeah, yeah, no. T- I mean, we watch the NFL quarterbacks, you know, make mm-hmm. mistakes all the time as well. You know, it's not, sure. not the perfect game, and you got guys that are doing this all the time, and you know, at the pro level, and you're still like, mm-hmm. sometimes, what are you doing? For sure, yeah, and uh-huh. yeah, that does sound stressful, and it sounds like you got this all mapped out. What do you do for like prepping these kind of situations in practice and workout routines, and what do you do in that? Are you saying, uh, do you want to know like the workout as well, or just like uh, the play preparation? Yeah, so I guess yeah, he's asking like what what is your game preparation? Is is it you're working out you know 5 days a week? Is it you you're you're studying film, you know, I don't know how many is that an hour a week that you're studying film, watching plays, doing things? Yeah, just kind of what what is your pre- preparation routine for an upcoming game? So sure. You, this sure. game ends, yeah, now so, you got uh, the next game coming up. What do you do? Uh NCA rules says you have to give an off day. Uh, the last coaching staff gave a Sunday off day, and now uh, this coach staff is Monday off day. It's a little bit different for everybody, but I actually kind of like this now. So Sunday mornings, we lift, we watch the previous game. Uh, we're usually out of here by um, 1 o'clock, which is well, we have a team meeting lift, and then we also watch the, the previous game out by 1 o'clock to catch the the Eastern, you know, one o'clock slate uh, NFL games. And then um, Monday is completely off, but people have uh, like film sheets where you have to go in and watch film on the next game on Monday, just on your own time and fill out some things that you see. Uh, It kind of depends on every position because, you know, offensive linemen don't need to watch certain things that I have to watch. Yeah. They're only watching, you know, the D-line and stuff like that. So I usually spend, I don't know, two to three hours on Mondays watching two to three games, usually the recent ones or games that um, opponent offenses run like similar to ours so to see what defense would run. And then Tuesdays we have a 6 a.m. install, just installing the entire game plan. Uh, practice for two hours. Uh, we also have a lift on Tuesday. Then Wednesday, we have hour meeting, two-hour practice. Same thing Thursday. Friday, same thing. Um, so, you know, it's one, two, three. Yeah. About four or five hours of uh, watching film on top of six hours of practice. Um, and then that's just, like, you know, that's just the stuff that you do with the coaches. And I try to watch um, – probably a game maybe two more games throughout the week after monday now that i know our game plan and what we're going to do and now i see certain formations and say yeah this is what we're going to do on this or this is what we're going to do on this um down a distance and then uh yeah that's and then saturday's game day so that's that's a typical game week okay that's nice that's nice to see how you kind of prepare for things and get kind of all the stuff in order now, my big question personally, is your goal the NFL? Is that down the road? What are you thinking about that? You know, that's that's something you always dream of. Um, I mean, that was, that's like something, you know, you since like, you know, I was like six years old, you, that's, you want to be a professional athlete. But, you know, my current situation, I don't know. I mean, if, if I ever had the opportunity, absolutely. I uh, don't think that's going to 
be the case at this moment, but I'm preparing and try to win every football game and coming back for another season next year. Um, and then that might be my career. It might not be, but we'll see. Uh, I definitely got some things like in place if it doesn't happen. So it's all good. So with that, I mean, obviously it would be great to, to get to the NFL and, and to be a quarterback. Is there, I don't know, like you, you hear different players. I don't have a player off the top of my head, but like, you know, as the games are going on in the NFL and they'll be like, oh, well, this person actually played quarterback, you know, in college that didn't really work out. And now he's a slot receiver mm-hmm. or now he's a safety or, you know, turned running Gene back. Edelman. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, you got people like him that. So is that is that an option? Is that kind of do you look at that and be like, okay, maybe I would love to do quarterback, but if that doesn't work, I could easily switch into this position and maybe have a shot. Like, yeah, I guess how does that work? And is that in your thinking or mentality at all? I would play punter if that meant I was on a in the NFL roster. I don't care. Okay, what yeah. it would be, you know, if if if, if there was any chance of doing any of that, I would I'd be a long snapper. So I would have no problem changing anything like that. All right. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it would be cool. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. we'll we'll keep yeah. watching and keep rooting for you. So as, as we kind of close here, we obviously the big thing, football this week, you know, week seven in the NFL. Shockingly, the Bears won. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did not see that coming at all. I, I don't know how much of the game you saw. If you saw highlights, Justin Fields was – Kind of, he played the way we were hoping he was going to be playing. I, this was kind of the first game that I saw the play calling that was really geared towards his strengths. He was making good decisions. He was rolling out a lot more. He did a lot of running. The defense of the Patriots just really could not contain him. But I just felt like he was a little bit more in his element, kind of doing his rollouts. He had a lot more run pass options. He was making good decisions. And, you know, they're converting on third down like crazy. To me, you do that in any game, you're going to win. And that's what happened. I mean, they kind of steamrolled the Patriots. As far as the NFL, even like this year, somebody, I like to get your opinion on Justin Fields. But, you know, and then you got these other quarterbacks. You got Tom Brady losing. You got Aaron Rodgers losing, struggling. It's just kind of up and down, you know, up up in the air of what's kind of that's why we watch football every week it's different right but so yeah what what your thoughts on Justin Fields but then the other quarterbacks in the league who who are you drawn to who do you kind of model after or who who is like your guy is it like a Patrick Mahomes you know guy is it is it classic Tom Brady uh, so take me through some of that well first off yeah i i uh i don't share the same opinion as my father on this Justin Fields topic um I I am a fan of him. I think he's a baller. I think he's tough as nails. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I think he's a competitor. I don't I don't really think you're gonna find someone that has like the intangibles that he does. Um, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, yeah, does he got to work on some things? Absolutely. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I'm not I'm not really worried. I feel like. Uh, like they're 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 different players, but like Lamar Jackson, like nobody thought he was going to be a stud in the league, and right. he finds a right system. And what Harbaugh has done with Lamar Jackson is unlike any other quarterback we've seen in the league. So if he finds that right system, I think I, that maybe it right now, you know, the 
the past, but I didn't see too much of the game on Monday. Uh, last night, I saw a little bit. It was it was kind of on uh, on the TV while I was doing my homework and stuff. So, but I saw a little bit. You know, I like it. it, it it's a system game at the end of the day, like uh, Jared Goff. You know, yeah, like he he'll be terrible one year and he looked like a stud this year. And it's, it's really all about the system and the type of quarterback and finding like, it's like a puzzle piece almost. So I think that's a very interesting aspect, but for the Justin Fields thing, I'm all in on him. I'm excited. Uh, you know, now bears fans are kind of like, well, you want to lose some more games and get a better draft pick right. or you just want to win every game as possible because I mean, you're not going to win this year, which I get, but you know, it's still always fun to watch your team win games. So, you know, yeah, I agree. I, I think I, I don't think a team should ever, I mean, I know they're not purposely losing, you know, in a sense, but I, I don't think that the draft picks really should be in people's minds. I don't, to be honest, I don't think it is in probably a lot of players. Your goal should be every week to just, you know, help the guy next to you succeed and for you to be the best that you can be and, and go out there. I want to see Justin grow, you know, this year. I, I want to see I, – I feel like the Bears organization struggles with putting a, a good system in place for their quarterbacks. I mean, we've had so many over the years, and yep. I think that that's what other teams do really well. I mean, we could have had – you can have right now – with the way the Bears system is, you can have Patrick Mahomes and he would not be as successful as he is. Yes, he's got amazing raw talent and he's just crazy with the things that he can do. Yeah, but yeah. I also believe that it is the system that Andy Reid has created and and how they are working with him and the play calling and the designs and all of that. They've worked with them. Again, same thing that you said with Lamar. Isaac and I have talked about Lamar. He He's an amazing athlete. Is he... Uh, 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 to me, an amazing quarterback as far as throwing quarterback. I think he he struggles a little bit. He he has room for improvement. He is just an off the charts athlete, though. The plays that he can make, the running around and and all. I mean, he's just off the charts. And Harbaugh has realized that and go, well, hey, we're we're never going to make him just a pocket passer. If if we want to do that and we try to do that with him, we're going to be losing a lot of games. And so they're they're changing their game plans. They're doing things. And I feel like the successful organizations and coaches are figuring out the strengths of the QBs working around them and creating a successful organization and game plan. I feel like the bears struggle with that. This again, the uh, Monday was the first glimpse that I was like, Hey, they're actually helping, you know, fields out a little bit here. Otherwise I feel like it's the bears have their system and they want each quarterback to fit in that system. And I don't feel like it's working. Yeah, I agree. And then also, like, exactly like what you said, they have their own system, but how many head coaches that we had in the past 10 years? Right. So that system changes, and now their quarterback needs change now. So it's it's very difficult to get that. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it, the Well, how many coaches, how many general managers, quarterbacks, everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're, they're definitely – Moving in the right direction, we'll see what happens. So, as far as the rest of the league, who who's your team? I mean, obviously, Bears fan, you're wanting the Bears, but we we know they're not going to be making the playoffs this yeah. year. So, who who are you kind of riding with right now? Who are you looking at? Oh, for me, uh, I'm I'm Buffalo Bills right now. I think Josh Allen is playing <laughs> off the charts. 
I, I I love how they're putting things together. I thought they could have won it all last year easily, and just you know how, yeah. how games happen. But I, I'm really on with Buffalo right now. Isaac's been rooting for the Saints. The Saints they're are kind of up and down I'm, right now. I'm, 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 I don't know that that's really going to end up happening. Still with the Saints, <laughs> but I don't know if it's going to go anywhere. So, so take so. Bears out. Who 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 do you got? So I would say two teams, and uh, one I'd say first is the Colts, only just because I'm surround so many Indianapolis people. It's just you know, it's it's, and I'm I'm ten minutes away from Lucas Oil. So and I've been to a couple games, and it, it, that's a fun atmosphere. So I do like to see the Colts, you know, succeed. They just benched Matt um, Ryan, though. Also, yeah, for oh, Ellinger. and I am a big I'm a big fan of Sam Ellinger too. So I'm excited to see that. I, I think I think it's a good opportunity for yeah. him, and I do think that they have yeah. a good organization. That even th- him jumping in at week eight, I think that they can succeed with him for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then also I would uh, my uh, there's two kids on my team. They're actually uh, their parents are from Buffalo, and one of them his dad played for Buffalo. Oh wow! And so they're they're huge Buffalo fans. Awesome! Awesome. So I uh, I I like to go over to their apartment and watch uh, some Bills games with that, and and I got Josh Allen on fantasy, so I'm always pulling for him. See, exactly. You can't go wrong. I won my fantasy league last year, and I had Josh Allen, and you know, I mean, you got him. I think things good things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I, I I agree. I think I think Buffalo is the team to kind of beat right now. I think they have a great organization. Again, I think they could have won last year. And the Chiefs got the better of them. I think that this could be to me though. If the Bills get to the Super Bowl, they have to win it. I, I was a Buffalo Bills I fan agree. growing up, and you know, for them to get year after year, I think it was what four times in a row, and they lost all four times. Four like, you, you can't be you can't be doing this. And you know, my quarterback was Jim Kelly. Like I was a big Jim Kelly fan. Buffalo Bills. And like yeah. And so I'm like, all right. If you guys are gonna do this, you got the organization, you got the players, you got the team right now to be able to. You get to the Super Bowl, you gotta win it. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. Yeah. So like you mentioned, those ninety teams. Uh, that the one that's funny. So my my buddy that I know, uh, he's a year older than me. His dad was on those teams. Dude, you gotta hook us up. I want to talk to this guy. Was he a receiver? What, what well, did he play? Well, no. So he played linebacker. Unfortunately, his father uh, uh, he passed away last year for oh. from uh, cancer. He had this long. I know it's very unfortunate. He had a very long, hard fight, and he was such a cool dude. His name is uh, Mark Pike, wore number ninety four. He was a special team awesome. stud. He was on those '90s Bills teams. Awesome, yeah. Those they were they were the team to beat for sure, and that that is awesome. Well, hats off to him. Sorry for sure for the loss on that, Uh, and that that is a bummer. And yeah, but that that's super cool that that you even have that connection and 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 just being able to have the friendship that way and and to be able to see yeah Mm -hmm. the, the '90s Bills those were the teams, man. That was awesome. Absolutely. Cool. Well, Brett, thanks so much for, yeah, thank you. for breaking down stuff with the Butler and the Bulldogs and just kind of, you know, your routine and, and giving some of those kind of insider things and just kind of helping us understand that a little bit better. It's been a ton of fun to just have you on and just chit-chatting and, and talking some football and, and even just kind of breaking down a little bit of the NFL 
And so I appreciate you being here and I hope you had a great time and we look forward to hopefully being able to do it again. Cause this was just absolutely awesome. Yeah. I had, I had a great time uh, going through it. That's also, it's a lot of fun, you know, talking football and everything with fans that are as, um, as intrigued in it, yeah. you know, so I had a lot of fun. Uh, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate you having me on here. I'll see you later. I look you. All right. Bye. You. All right. See you, bud. And that was fun having Brett on. It's always fun to have someone who can break the game down because they actually played the game. So they have all the real life skills and analysis that they can present and put on the table. And it was just really fun having him here, him breaking stuff down. And yeah, it was cool just getting a little yeah. bit of insider information from a college player. For that sure, yeah. Saw a lot of stuff similar to the NFL. You mm. kind of seeing how these guys college are developing. Exactly. Players. Like how they're developing those skills to become second nature to then get into because the NFL. Because imagine if he gets into the NFL, then we're going to have all this and we're going to have it all in his mind. You know what? We're, we got to keep having him on. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. No, it was really cool. I'm, I'm really excited that we were able to have, have Brett Bushka on. Mm -hmm. Go Bulldogs. Go Bulldogs. Hopefully that all works out. All right. We got to wrap this up here, Isaac, but we yes. do got to talk a little bit. Uh, quickly, I want to get some stuff on the Bears. We talked with Brett to... Tom Brady losing, the Packers losing, losing to, to the Commanders. I know. I, I don't know. It's, Aaron Rodgers kind of struggling a little bit. It's the haircut. It's the all the haircut. Jets. It is the haircut. The Jets win again. Okay, the Jets. Like, come on. We have to talk. Next podcast, we will talk about I, them a lot. I, I, we what, have a lot. What, what, what is going on with the Jets? They I mean, are the, five the, and two. The Chiefs still, obviously your undefeated team right now still is the Eagles, but they were on a bye. They didn't play. Yeah. But still. The Giants? Like, what is Why going on? Why are all on? these loser teams becoming winner teams? Like, what is going on? It's weird. Uh, it, is, it is absolutely crazy. Okay, we've kind of beat up on the Bears. Irrelevant that we live here in Chicago mm -hmm. or that we like the Bears or Brett was a Bears fan here. Yeah. The Bears played on primetime. We've been beating up on them because they have been pretty awful. They Especially had a couple on prime primetime time. games, and they've been really awful. The last Thursday one that they were on was just really bad. Mm -hmm. This was – we didn't see it coming. Against yeah. Bill Belichick and the Patriots, I know. this I was, was so a nervous. good win for the Bears. I was very nervous because obviously Bill Belichick has a ton of experience, and I was like – I almost just wanted to turn the TV off, and I was like, oh, I don't even want to watch it. But I'm glad I didn't because this was a very good game, and I was very impressed with what I saw from the Bears. Now, personally, yes, the Bears were amazing, and I just want to believe inside that they were amazing. But I think a lot of their success was not solely their success, but also some of the mishaps of the Patriots. Because they've had a little bit of quarterback controversy and issues going on between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. Mac Jones was the starting for today. Or for Monday, and he was he he struggled. Like I'm being completely honest, most he of did the just Bears, come off of an injury. Yes, I, he I'll did. Give him that a little bit. Yeah, a little. But bit. he wasn't really his normal self for sure. For sure, yeah. And he the Bears were kind of capitalizing on a lot of his mistakes, and so I was like, hey, you know what? A win's a win. You can kind of just take it all, take off of that. And they were doing really well in that. And then the Patriots were done. They were they weren't having it. They put in Bailey Zappi, and just the atmosphere changed. They got a they got a touchdown right after that. 
it was it was crazy to just see the whole environment change when Bailey Zappi got put in. Uh, when that happened, I thought we for sure were going to lose this game. I know, same. I was Zappi like, jumped in and was just phenomenal, and we I was like, oh man, we're in trouble. Turn off. The and TV. then it just all tanked from there. The defense of the Bears really stepped up, had a good game plan, kept everybody in check. Justin Fields, like we were talking with Brett, making good decisions, running the ball throwing the ball accurately and led his team to a a good win. It mm-hmm. was a good win for the Bears and it wasn't just against the Commanders or the Jaguars or a team that is struggling. Are the Patriots the same Patriots of old? No, but yeah. it's still a Bill Belichick-led Patriots team mm-hmm. that had a good game plan coming in and the Bears just walked all over it. And it just hats off to the Bears. You got to just acknowledge yeah. it, you know, for sure. All right, Isaac. Well, we will definitely need to be breaking down the Jets a little bit more yes. because I, I don't know what's going on with the Jets. They got some injuries, running backs out. Mm-hmm. They're getting a new running back. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that it's just one player, though. I think that everybody right now is just really rallying and the Zach Jets Wilson. are coming together. We're going to have to keep an eye on the Jets. Mm-hmm. I didn't think we'd have to be saying that, but we're going to keep an eye on the Jets. We're going to have to keep an eye on the Giants. That's going to be crazy as well. So we're yes. going to have to talk and break things down in the coming weeks and see what happens. Again, don't forget to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. You can comment on the Podbean app. Send us an email, tabergridiron at gmail.com. See ya. See ya.